Welcome to the Willing to Listen South Bruce Proud podcast. Willing to Listen is a grassroots volunteer group based in South Bruce, Ontario, that is dedicated to thoroughly investigating multiple aspects of Canada's proposed deep geological repository for spent nuclear fuel. I'm Sheila Wittick, and I'm so excited to have you join me as we delve into this controversial project. On today's episode, Larry Hayes, Tony Zettel, and I chat a little bit about the potential benefits we see for the community as a whole if the Deep Geological Repository was to be sited here in South Bruce. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Okay, so I was just hoping we could get together tonight and kind of talk about some of what we perceive as the potential benefits of this project for our community. We have that, we have, we all know the very active opposition group who bring up concerns and potential issues with the project all the time. And the potential benefits seem to always take a back seat or they're downplayed or some people say they're non-existent. So I thought it would be good if the three of us just kind of got together and unofficially talked about how we saw this going, you know, because I believe the sky is the limit with this project. And I think it would be good to just have some perspectives on what we see could potentially come. Yeah, that's a great idea, Sheila, because um, uh, certainly we want to present a balanced, sensible sort of a set of opinions about this. There's certainly a very loud and uh, very vocal minority group, you know, who are characterizing this as, you know, in a way that I don't think is entirely fair, I think is a little disingenuous. So, yeah, so I'm kind of happy to, you know, lend my voice to that. I, I think I have a different opinion about it. And I'm, I'm frankly very excited about where this project could go for South Bruce and for all of Bruce County and the surrounding area. So that's a, a big comment, right? It's, it's not just for Teeswater and South Bruce. It's our whole area will benefit from a industry moving in of this magnitude with regards to looking after the, the spent fuel in a good, safe manner, deep geological repository. The item that I like is that it's a multi-generational industry that's looking to locate in our, our town, our community. And there, it's rare to have a industry that's going to cover several generations for jobs, benefits, benefits to the town. And uh, that's, that's the one big thing I like about what's, what's coming this way or could come our way. Yeah, I definitely agree on the multi-generational jobs. I think that's a, it's a big thing that's not always guaranteed when a new industry comes to town, depending on what the industry or company is, you know, sometimes there's an uncertainty on the success rate or, you know, if there'll be um, a long-term success in the community, this isn't really an industry or a project that would depend on say sales. It's not like a shopping mall is coming to town. It can only stay open if they sell so many items of clothing every day. You know, it's something that is, if it comes here, it's guaranteed to give jobs for X number of years through construction and operation and eventually monitoring and decommissioning. And, you know, it's not something that we should just bat an eye at as, oh, it's just jobs. We're looking at guaranteed jobs for generations of people. Yeah, you know, Sheila, when I think about this, I just go back to my own experience working in the nuclear industry here in Bruce County. And, I, you know, I was one of those, the typical um, Bruce County native who grew up on a farm and I had to leave, you know, I had to go away to get my education and then go and find work in the city. And I got a, you know, I had a career, but after 14 years, I was fortunate enough to be able to come back here and settle in Bruce County. What an uplift in lifestyle. And, uh, and I was able to get a good job here, pay the bills. Why? Because we had a nuclear station here. 
because somebody generations before me had the foresight and the audacity to build the world's largest nuclear institution right here in Bruce County and, and run a nuclear plant. And so I was able to be part of that. I had a fulfilling career, was able to, to get a good job and pay the bills and live out here in beautiful Bruce County. Boy, if I could pay that forward somehow and help someone else to have, you know, whether it's my kids and grandkids or someone else's, you know, to allow them to have that same experience, then uh, I think that's worth, I think that's worth fighting for. I agree, Tony, with that item. And it's very important for a town to stay vibrant and the opportunity of this industry moving in and locating here is great for our children, our grandchildren, and the next generation as well. And we've already proven the nuclear industry is safe and the enormous amount of oversight and review and audit trail that occurs with anything nuclear, it brings a satisfaction that it will be a safe industry locating in our town. The oversight will be there. And uh, in addition to all the activity of building and putting this in place is uh, the, the side benefits, meaning uh, in every town, right? The recreation facilities, the parks, uh, the schools, et cetera, that infrastructure needs ongoing support and uh, an industry of this size moving in, they all increase our tax base. It'll pay dividends to our communities. So we no longer need to fight to keep a school. We'll be looking at how best to plan our expansions, et cetera, of, uh, of parklands and infrastructure. And the other, uh, the other thing that comes with this, right, is, is the many permanent jobs of research and understanding, and it'll side branch off to tourism. And, and that's the other item. We'll have people uh, knocking and asking our mayor for permission to, to come to our area and tour it and uh, be involved in understanding the research and uh, that, that activity will be great for our area as well. And it'll benefit every commodity that's, that's in the area from uh, transportation to food production, et cetera. So I, I see this as an enormous opportunity. Yeah, I think it's um, funny when you mentioned tourism, there are people in our community who will basically imply that that's a joke, you know, like this isn't gonna be a tourist attraction, that's a joke. But, you know, in talking to the connections I've made in France, they have over 10,000 visitors a year to their underground lab. 10,000 people a year go to the underground lab in France just to see what they're planning and how they're, you know, how they're going to run this. Like, why wouldn't that happen here? Like, it's absolutely going to happen here. I think, you know, if a DGR was created here, we would have a whole nuclear tourism docket right here you know there's yep. Kinetrix laundry facility the dgr they could go visit the visitor center plan a bus tour of the plant like there's so many things that they could do here you know while they're here maybe pick up some stuff at a local farmer's market go to the local meat shop and buy some bruce county beef you know there's like the sky is the limit with this project i keep telling people that like the sky really is the limit and we hold all the cards and, you know, Sheila, it's so contrary to the narrative that's being spun by the anti-nuclear group that, you know, here we are, a poor, impoverished, you know, agricultural community with not too many people and not too much money and not too much capability. And here are these big companies and this government organization, you know, are going to come in and, you know, do something to us and then leave us with a mess afterwards. You know, nothing could be further. What, what bunk, you know, nothing could be further from the truth than that. This is a, pure and simple, it's a gift. 
you know, there's an opportunity, this is the kind of opportunity that every municipality, you know, all over the country would just die for, you know, to have this kind of long-term investment, massive investment in the community. And it's going to throw a ton of money for, for not for a year or two years or five years. We're not talking about boom and bust economy here where a project springs up and then all of a sudden it's gone and everyone leaves again. This is going to go on for 40, 50 years and uh, just continue to throw money and uh, benefit financial benefit into the community. My feeling about this is we are host to the world's largest nuclear facility in Bruce County. We have the capability. We are on the forefront of science and technology here in Bruce County. We have the capability, bring it on. Uh, we can do this here better than we can do it anywhere else in Canada, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I say bring it on. So Tony, I'll, I'll uh, branch on that one because I, I like that comment about being able to do these activities. <laughs> and I look at this, the DGR, if you want to call it as a significant uh, attribute to our community when it's when it is here, uh, we do know based on research and how things go. In fact, tying it to you know they're talking about populating Mars, etc. Right, years back that would never even cross minds how we would do this. So we're going to get the spent fuel, and I know the research will show that there will be benefits of this fuel in the future. Some experiment will detect that there's metals that are in the spent fuel that can be extracted. And now Teeswater South Bruce owns this gold mine and the opportunity where we control this, the dividends coming back to our community and the dividends that will prevail from this in the interest, I see that as another big part in the future where the opportunity to harvest and provide dividends to our community, I see this as future that people will look at and say, what a great, what a great idea. What a, what a way that uh, Teeswater stepped up and was able to help Canada look after nuclear fuel safely, oversight's there, and now this, this gold mine is part of our future. And I think a lot of it does come down to your mindset, right? Whether you're gonna be optimistic or pessimistic in the way you think about it. And, you know, we have this group of people who feel, you know, oh, it's an experiment. This is not right. This is not safe. We don't want to do that. We don't want the growth. It's a bad thing. But then there's like, I consider myself an optimist. People who know me might not agree with that. But generally, I consider myself an optimist in that, you know, this can be fantastic. We could be a world leader in nuclear waste storage and disposal. Like we could set ourselves as a world leader you know, I have every, I have every belief that this can go safely and it will go safely if it's allowed to go ahead. And I I just think that's such an incredible thing, not only for Canada, but for South Bruce to say, yeah, you know, we stepped up to work with the industry to do this safely because we knew it was important, not only for Bruce County and not only for Canada, but for the world. It's important for the world, which is a whole other podcast interview about climate change and nuclear mm-hmm. power. And we won't get into that because we try to keep it under half an hour, <laughs> but it's, it's mm-hmm. a, you know, there's so many benefits to nuclear power. And I, I just feel very strongly that a DGR is a safe solution. Should our geology prove to be appropriate. I agree, uh, Sheila. And, and, you know, 
there's been some talk and some concern about, you know, what will happen to uh, land prices as an example. All of our experience points to when, whenever you have a large uh, industrial development in the area, whether it's nuclear or otherwise, only one thing happens to land prices, they go up because there's a lot of demand for land. You know, companies come in, they have to, they have to run heavy equipment, they have to have warehouses, storerooms, shops, and so forth, and they're in need of in need of land. And so, the, you know, if you, if you have land, the land price is likely going to go up in the area. So, I, to me, it's good for property values. You know, it's good for the demand for our products and services. If you're running a car dealership or a grocery store or you're an electrician or you sell services that all this means is that you suddenly have um, a larger market of well-paid uh, people well-funded households who become your customers you know so it's it's a recipe for business growth across the board yeah i i agree and the thing i find interesting too you know is I hear a lot of things <laughs> now. I hear a lot of things. People saying, you know, they don't want a big industry coming here because it's going to change the face mm -hmm. of the town and we don't want that. And I have to wonder, you know, if it wasn't a nuclear business, like if it wasn't something to do with nuclear, like if, like say it was a, I don't even know what a good example is, a huge John Deere dealership or say a huge fertilizer plant. Yeah. Let's say a fertilizer manufacturer. Plant. Would people be sure. mad about that? Probably not, because, you know, a lot of people in South Bruce consider South Bruce an agricultural community. So they'd probably be okay with a fertilizer plant because it stays with the with the narrative and the belief they have that South Bruce is an agricultural community, which it is. We're very strong South Bruce specific in agriculture. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with expanding what South Bruce does. You know, we can get outside of the agricultural bubble without hurting agriculture. Yeah, and, and you know, it's pretty easy. Like, you know, all of us own homes here in South Bruce. And, you know, I, I, I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to have a little piece of land here in, in South Bruce. I'm very happy with that. And it would be very easy for me to say, okay, I've got my little corner of, of South Bruce. I've got my quiet place in the country. You know, I've got my farm or whatever. Now don't change anything, you know? But what that does is shuts out a, a whole bunch of other people from having that, uh, that same opportunity or similar opportunity to, to come here and live here and work here or to stay here you know, grew, where they grew up and to enjoy the wonderful lifestyle we have here in the and you know in nature and our proximity to the lake and uh, being able to live in a small town or a small community and uh, i just think it's you know on one hand it's, it's just incredibly selfish like which some of us grew up here in the area some of us came from other areas of canada some of us came from different parts of the world we were welcomed here you know built our businesses built our farms and so forth and I think, you know, along with that comes, a, you know, there's a sense of responsibility, at least I feel a sense of responsibility to be able to open those doors for other people. To me, that's what a mega project like the DGR does is, is opens up similar opportunities for so many other people, not for a short period of time, but for several generations. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
And that's, that's why I feel so strongly about this, about allowing that opportunity and fostering that opportunity for others. Yeah, and I think Larry will probably be able to talk to this a little bit more than, than me, but just in my conversations with my husband, it's, it's no secret that I grew up in a really on a beef farm, so I have a soft spot for agriculture, but I didn't grow up here. I didn't see Teeswater before, you know, 2009, whenever I moved here. But, you know, my husband talks a lot about how when he was growing up, there were so many more kids around, and more families around, and just, you know, you knew everybody in town because people were coming and staying here. You know, people were staying here, raising their families. They weren't moving away. Kids, people weren't really moving away either when they got to, like, when Dan was a kid, the people who were, like, working age weren't moving away. They were staying here and working around here. And it's like, now it's, people are leaving, right? And I've had a lot of conversations with some individuals in the community who've said they don't care if South Bruce becomes a ghost town. They like ghost towns. They don't care. You know, and I'm just wondering if like, maybe you have a bit of a perspective on that, Larry, with, you know, the population change over time. So that's a a good comment because I I do remember uh, our ball fields, like you, you couldn't book times. We got two ball diamonds. We were using the diamonds at the schools, et cetera. And this is back like 25 years ago, sort of thing. There was scouts, cubs, et cetera, kids everywhere, right? Doing things in different hobby or craft activities. The amount of people that have moved is significant. And even our schools aren't full now, right? And the schools before, there used to be like classrooms brought in or, or I forget what the, there was rooms, extra rooms brought in, right? Mm, like the, the portables. Oh, that it. Portables, thank you. <laughs> Looking for that word. And that's significant. And our, our, our local schools are not at their capacity. No, Jackson's class had 11 kids in September. 11 children in his mm-hmm. class. That's mm-hmm. insane. Yes, it is. It is. It's, it's hard to believe. And the same goes forward with uh, all community clubs, volunteers, right? You end up, uh, there, there's less opportunity to volunteer, et cetera. So bringing more people in, uh, in the area is beneficial for all growth. And uh, if a town stagnates, it decays. There's no doubt about that one bit. And uh, this industry, it, it's, it's got a background of being safe. I, I see no reason why that wouldn't continue on the DGR activities. And as a result, more people we know are looking to try and move out of the cities a bit. So there is a good opportunity to bring the population up to where it should be. Not, I don't mean it's going to get overrun or overcrowded. It'll be sustainable. And now our activities in town will stay in good shape. Our infrastructure can be accommodated. And those items where you see kids running, you see kids playing hockey, or that happens. And our arena doesn't sit empty for hours, et cetera. And uh, in fact, it will just increase all that activity. So I, I think that's a good point, Sheila. I was thinking about that today, about the yeah, um, when I was trying to come up with like um, some things that I think, yeah. you know, we can see from the town. And I was thinking about the arena and I know back home in Aurelia, they just built this brand new rec center. And I'm like, that's one of those things, you know, where it's not a need to have. We have an arena that's just fine. But like, how amazing would it be to have a rec center with like an indoor pool and like a, like a gym and like all of those things in one center? Like, how cool would that be? Right. If we have the population that wants it and that would use it, it's totally plausible that, you know, NWO would give us a rec center. Like that would be really cool to have access to. 
You know, uh, when I was a kid, I lived in Chepstow, right, just a few miles down the road from Teeswater. But, you know, I remember when, growing up in the 1970s, my, my mom used to take us shopping in Teeswater, right? We'd go to Teeswater because there, there was like a thriving little business community there. There were, you know, uh, clothing stores and gift shops and, you know, hardware store and, and all the stuff that you know that you wanted you could you could actually go to Teeswater and it was this you know beautiful quaint little bustling little community we go Christmas shopping there and the streets were full and people were out you know buying and buying stuff and the, the merchants were making a good living off it it's just a you know it can be a thriving little community it's a beautiful community now but you know there's so much opportunity there if uh, if, pe- if people are open to the possibilities well, it's funny when you talk about the, th- the thriving stores and the, and you know the downtown and the shopping center because, I feel like, you know, we I hear this this narrative all the time of we've tried grocery stores we can't keep them open because no one shops there. Well, yes, but the reason that that happens is because nobody's working in Teeswater. Everyone's going yeah. to King Carden or Bruce Power to work or the city to work or Owen Sound to work or, you know, Lucknow or, well, Lucknow's not a good example anymore, Mild May, and there's a grocery store in those towns. So when you're done work, you flip over to the grocery store, get your groceries and go home. You know, where if people had, if people worked in South Bruce and lived in South Bruce, they'd shop in South Bruce. You know, like that's what would happen. Like it, it's just convenient to stop on your way home from work. I know I've done it. I'm like, I'll just grab groceries and can on. Like, it's just easy. It's convenient. And another item just to add to that, uh, totally years back, is the, the other item that everyone looked forward to was the, uh, the Teeswater Fall Fair. It, it was a big item. Oh, yeah. oh, and for sure. uh, the Teeswater Fair is coming back now with regards, you know, tractor poles and truck poles, et cetera. So that uh, rejuvenation is occurring. But I remember that there was, it was a carnival atmosphere in town um, whenever that fall fair was occurring. So those are the items that will get strengthened our community. We get more volunteers. There's an enormous advantage. And there's sort of, you get to a point where there's nothing you can't pull off, do or whatever. And uh, the opportunity of this industry moving in and, and the DGR being a safe industry carrying on will just rejuvenate so much stuff. And at one end of Teeswater, right? It's gonna pick up Wingham Walk and Milemay, Paisley, Lucknow, Right over to Godridge and, and right up. Like it's 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 the benefits is significant. It's a safe opportunity, and if the research shows that what's below ground is what is planned on being there by the borehole drilling, etc., then the safe activity is there, and uh, this industry is safe, and it's it's a future that just needs arms wrapped around it, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I think um, one of the things that you know probably should be said is uh there's been a lot of discussion about you know are we going to have a huge influx of people and you know work here for a little while and then they all leave and then it leaves a mess behind it as if it's you know like that's happened in places like fort mcmurray you know where there's like waves of of you know very uh high oil prices driving high uh, um, industrial activity and then all that dies all of a sudden but that's not this kind of project. This this project is a sustained project over a long period of time. And a lot of the brain trust, a lot of the talent that we require is already here in our 
local area in Listowel and Wingham and Walkerton and Hanover and Kincard and Port Elgin, people who are working in the nuclear industry now, people who are working in industry, other industries now in technology. And in, in a sense, you know, those, I think a lot of the talent will come from those centers as well. There will be people who want to move close to the DGR and want to live in uh, Teeswater or maybe Mild May and build homes there and, and stay there and retire there after their careers are over. But there will be a lot of people who just choose to live in one of the neighboring towns. It's in commuting distance to all those communities. Hmm. And, um, and so, I, so I think the economic benefit is there for the entire surrounding community to, to yeah. benefit from this. Um, just on that topic too, there's, I didn't wanna make this a myth reality kind of thing, but there's two things I hear all the time about community growth, which annoy me because neither are true. The first one is always that, you know, there's going to be this work camp. I was talking to Larry a bit about it earlier, you know, this work camp for 3000 people set up, you know, where are all these people going to live? They're going to put up a work camp. We're going to have these transient workers who are going to come in here, you know, and all these crazy out there theories, you know, and so to be clear, the, the maximum number of jobs that's ever allotted to be on the DGR site, like at or near the site is 800. That's the maximum that's at or near the site. That 3,000 is the direct, indirect, and what's the last one? Assumed jobs, maybe? Or induced, induced jobs. Direct, indirect, and induced jobs. So that's the whole province. So they're anticipating those 3,000 jobs throughout the province. So that's like including supply chain, manufacturers. That's not 3,000 people living in Teeswater. Like, let's make that clear because people don't seem to understand that point, which annoys me. So they use that to scare people. The second one that annoys me, and this is going to be me going on a rant, is the people who say that locals aren't going to get those jobs. They're going to go to union workers. As if the PWU has 800 workers on hot standby waiting for this job to open up. You know, they've got 800 people just sitting in the works waiting for the DGR to open in South Bruce. Well, that's ridiculous. Like you well, become a member and, of and the I union really once you're hired. That's right. And people think that local people can't be part of the union. Like last I checked, Sheila, you live in Teeswater and you are part of a union. Absolutely. I mean, that's not that's what happens, right? If it's people, you know, well, uh, lots like, of local people. And you know, I wasn't I wasn't part industry. of the union they, before I got my job, right? Like I had to apply job, for right? my job at Bruce Power, yeah. get hired, and then enter the union. The union didn't hire yeah. me to place me at Bruce Power. That's not how that worked. Like, yeah. that's not how that is. You get hired from the employer first, and then the union takes you on because you're a nuclear worker, or a power worker, in, the, in my case, power worker yeah. union. But like, there's this misunderstanding yeah, a, that no one's going to get the jobs job. or union jobs. And I'm like, okay, so A, what's wrong with the union yeah. job? That means it's a good job. <laughs> and B, like, yeah. that's not how it worked. Like, the union doesn't have a pool of people sitting around unemployed waiting to be hauled into some fancy job. That's not how it works. Rant over. <laughs> yeah, I've never, you know, I've never been in a union myself, but I certainly do appreciate the, you know, the benefits that unions have brought us. Um, you know, in terms of good pay, good benefits, you know, raising the overall standard of, uh, of work for people. Um, they take care of safety, you know, and ensure that they hold employers accountable for high 
standard of safety. And as a result, you know, a lot of people, you know, certainly in the case of the nuclear industry, a lot of people enjoy you know, safe, good paying jobs um, and good benefits. And, and that looks like that's what will happen at the DGR site as well. It probably will. I'm guessing that probably and, will be. And why wouldn't jobs. you want that for your neighbors? I would be tickled pink Absolutely. if every single one of my neighbors told me today that they went out and got themselves a great job somewhere. Not that my neighbors don't have great jobs. They do. But yeah. I mean, like, I wouldn't begrudge them a good job if they were like, hey, I got offered a job wherever. Sweet. Yeah. Good on you. Good for you. Mm -hmm. He was right. Um, so just before we get wrapped up here, because we're closing in on our, our time limit. So outside of the obvious, like, jobs and the economic benefits and things like that, Larry, what is, what's your top? vision like if you could have anything happen with this project for the town like what would you want to see happen so so from a benefit strictly for our town that i'm under the impression that it will be a dividend-based activity coming to town and what i'd like to see is a rejuvenated arena area pool area recreation that type of activity and increased park opportunities and uh, I think if this goes together properly with the proper protocol, the safe area is, is in place. I'm just looking for a dividend percentage that would be part of our future. And that would help with infrastructure. Our tax base now becomes populated by good money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've actually had interesting conversations with some people about the NWMO has acquired this or option to acquire the 1500 acres and you know only 250 are required for surface facilities and i've heard you know the rest can be used for farming if it's farmland but like what do you do with the area that's like around the river and through the bush and all those kind of things and it's like that would be a really cool like conservation area with like bike paths or walking paths or you know all kinds of things there too which i think is a really cool idea what do you think tony what's your big one i think for me this is a project that has a lot of funding and it has a widespread benefit for all of Canada. This is Canada's project. This is our nation's project. So, you know, I wanna see it go for that, from that perspective, but it really should benefit everyone in the community. I'd like to see no one left out. I would like to see, you know, uh, homeowners benefit, you know, through having better access to better services, better infrastructure. Like to see you know local business owners benefit from it, and uh, local farmers as well. To me, there should be something in there for farmers as well, whether it's better access to to markets, whether it's uh, their ability to to sell uh, carbon carbon offsets and make some more money, whether there's uh, research facilities that uh, benefit their community or there's better access to uh, a stronger labor pool, you know, the, I think there are many things and, and certainly they, the landowners, you know, will definitely benefit from higher land prices. There's no doubt about that. But to me, I, I'd like to see no one in South Bruce left out. There should be nobody who, mm -hmm. you know, feels like they're disadvantaged in any way. There's no reason that should happen. This is going to be totally safe for the neighbors. It's going to be a positive for our community across the board. And there should be nobody who gets, a, you know, adapt. there should be no winners and losers. To me, there should only be winners. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd really like to see like a South Bruce farmer's market. I think that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be a really cool thing to have happen. Um, I think, and like for me, my, my teacher at heart, I love the education component of it. I think, you know, the center of expertise offers a really amazing opportunity to train people who maybe don't have the skills or knowledge required for a specific job that might be available, you know, where they could almost like a, not necessarily a post-secondary thing, but like an upgrading program maybe, or something at the center of expertise to train them specifically, you know, so they can do the job that they can, they're applying for, you know, that they want to apply for. And, you know, in conjunction with that, I think it'd be really cool when I spoke with Dr. James Conca from New Mexico, when he talks about their third party university run monitoring facility, you know, where anyone off the street could walk in and have a whole body count done. Just find out, you know, what your whole body count is. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. it's that cool because I have to do them all the time at work. But like normal people that don't have to do that, that'd be like their afternoon out, right? I went and got counted today. Yeah, yeah, and I think it would really it. help to um, yeah. ease people's minds about it, you know, because like, oh, okay, cool. I live beside the DGR and my body count is still fine. So that's good. Um, and I'd love to see a post-secondary facility come here, like a university or a college located campus somewhere here and offer, you know, like rad programs and egg programs and things that we use a lot of in Bruce County and South Bruce specifically. I think that'd be phenomenal. Like even our young farmers then could take their egg programs here instead of having to go to Guelph. Maybe Guelph would do a campus here. Who knows? I just think this, like the sky really is the limit. And I think people are selling it pretty short when they don't even consider the possibilities. I agree, Sheila. I also love to see the the strong dialogue that's happening between the NWMO and our local Indigenous community, you know, mm-hmm. including the Saugeen Ojibwe Nation, because there there's there's great opportunity, I think, as well for the Indigenous community to reap some of the economic benefits. I know there's a strong movement within the nuclear industry right now to uh, try and select uh, Indigenous employees and Indigenous companies as suppliers. Mm-hmm. And I expect that to um, to persist throughout the project. And, uh, you know, uh, face it, some, some of our local Indigenous communities are somewhat economically disadvantaged right now. And, and boy, that, that would be fabulous if, uh, if we saw some of this um, capital flowing into their businesses and, and, and their, their households and their, and their jobs as well. Yeah. Um, I'm really to, glad you brought that up actually. Uh, Cause know, give, give them a, a leg up as well. It's an idea I've been floating around to, and I've mentioned it to a few people that, you know, there's a lot of opportunity here for SON specifically, you know, like the NWMO can step up and say, Hey, of these so many jobs, we are going to guarantee you this many, you know, we'll go to SON members. And, you know, we have this container plant that they, or the container factory that they haven't decided where it's going to go. Well, maybe we could like, maybe we can make an arrangement with SON, you know, because I, I do strongly believe that they have a much yeah. stronger relationship with mother earth than, than I do specifically, you know, they have a very different understanding than, than we do of mother earth and who better to inspect the canisters that are required to keep the safe, you know, than the people who have such a strong connection absolutely with the water and and the rock you know and i think there's a lot i think there's a lot can be done there if, if the nwmo steps up and makes some offers all good comments for sure all good comments i think that about wraps good us up hockey. for today our good old canadian hockey game's coming on 
Is there a game tonight at nine? Montreal. Montreal. Nice. Montreal and Vegas. Perfect. Well, I won't keep you any longer than. And that's it for this episode of Willing to Listen South Bruce Proud. I look forward to further investigating Canada's plan for spent nuclear fuel along with all of you. Thanks so much for joining me. And remember, we don't have to agree on anything to be kind to one another. Thank you.